And he's back. I'm Jake, back. back in the room. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Rock and Stone coming to you uh, live on a late night, uh, a cold, wintry evening. Um, we are back once again to talk Votan. This is episode four. We're talking Votan and the meta. I am Tom of 6++. Um, I've been playing a lot of Votan lately, so I've got lots to talk about. And I'm joined, as ever, by my wonderful duo of supporters from other teams, other wonderful teams. We've got the one and only James. How are you doing, James? I'm very well, very well. Very cold in my shed. It is cold. Uh, the shed must be pretty brutal. Have you got like a little heater? I've got a little heater on. I was a little bit worried it might make too much noise, but it seems to be all right. That's good. That's good. And uh, is anything new? What have you been up to, James? Um, not too much. We, like in terms of playing, not mm-hmm. too much. But we did yeah. host our winter GT yes, you uh, did. this last weekend. Um, yes, you did. You, you so kindly attended. Yes, that was um, fun. I enjoyed it. Which is really good fun. Um, I've been getting a few games down at the club with Votan. Um, played a really interesting game where good friend and he also goes to the same club, um, Don Maidlow, ran Manny's list that won the Warhammer Championship thing. Oh, interesting. He was running CSM, kind of all the accursed, all the scary stuff. Not Forge Fiends, only one. Okay. Which okay. was fine. Um, so that was a really good game. And then played a little bit more, and then I'm just prepping for the next RTT um, this coming Saturday. Oh, wonderful. So. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. I'd be interested to hear how you got on into the Manny CSM list, and obviously a player of Dom's calibre, so that's useful. Um, and yeah, the Hearts GT was awesome. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think you guys put on a really mean event, so I think people should all go to those whenever they happen. The venue is awesome. Yeah. Really nice, well-lit, beautiful room in the Eric Morecambe Centre in Harpenden. It's quite posh, actually. It's quite nice. posh event, oh, nice. I would say. Oh, nice. The high life. Fancy. I was surprised they weren't like entrees when I came in. It was that kind of that kind I'll of. I'll make a note for next time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I think that'd be good to have. Um, and I'm also joined, of course, by the wonderful Jake of Vanguard Tactics. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I think I'm the complete opposite to you because I've been going to a lot of events but haven't played Votan at no, all. No, you have not. You know what? We started doing this podcast, and I just. I just stopped playing Vatan. Do, do you think this meets all of your needs and you don't actually need to play them now? You're just happy talking about yeah. it? Yeah, I think my love for them is now confessed. I'm I'm living my Vatan life through you two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. allowing me to then go play whatever else. <laughs> um, but no, nah, like all good. Uh, I do actually plan on, I am tempted to take my Vatan to um, Beachhead next year. Oh, sweet. Um, looking towards 2024. And there's a few mm. practice events in my local area for that coming up. So um, once Leicester's out of the way this weekend, I probably am looking at getting back on the old Vatan. Wonderful. Beachhead's yeah. also a very good tournament. I really like Beachhead. Yeah. Yeah, Beachhead's always, the best, mate. Always <laughs> extremely good. And I will I will say a little thing as well. If people are interested in going to Beachhead, um, I say get your tickets now because on the sixteenth of December they're going up by like a tenner or something. So okay. Okay. not massive, but um, you know, moment every day. Yeah, Adam. I know Adam would also appreciate me saying it, considering, or you know, he's, he's been messaging me enough to do it on VT, so might as well do it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's for the South Coast. I think there's nothing quite like it. It's in Bournemouth, nice. isn't it? It's really, really good. Yeah. Literally on um, the seafront. It's amazing. Yeah. One of those ones where again, the terrain's a little different. It's not like straight up UKTC, but really yeah. good terrain. Very strong caliber of player. Really nice venue. It's got a convention going on down there. 
uh, there's a bunch of madmen that bring their imperial knights like full scale like not full scale but like big scaled up imperial knights <laughs> it's amazing they literally bring titans and play a full-size titanicus game oh. with like oh. thousands of pounds of forge world absolute mad lads absolute it's mad lads so you do get to be checked. Definitely check that out. Yeah, do. It's one of those ones. Try it. Try and get beaten or win really early, so you yeah. can wander around the convention. Is my advice. The more time you get in there, the better. It's, it's really, really good. Cool. So we're going to be we're going to be talking some general stuff today. We've got some thoughts on Votan and the meta because obviously we've got a lot more information about the meta post data slate now. We can see where Votan is sitting, um, and they're sitting pretty high. So I think it's good thinking about that. Why might that be? What might need to change? Um, then I'm going to run through the Hearts GT and some of the learnings from those games and james is going to talk about his his showdown with don Maidlow that he's had going to do a law segment towards the end and then we're going to finish by thinking if you're looking to join the kin get involved in the votan life right now what might you need so we'll think about that as well um but first up votan and the meta we've had a meta watch article what did it say about votan boys where did votan end up in this in extremely important gw votan ranking they're not in the red they're not in the red, are they? <laughs> no, they're not, not in the red. 25% or whatever they, anymore. They are a whisker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are, they're kind of like, they're, they're very, very good. But you're like, well, no, no, it's only 55%. Yeah. I, yeah, I think th there is actually some, there's definitely a lot of positives to take away from the MetaWatch article as a whole for oh, the yeah. game. Um, considering there was only one army in the red for being really good and one army in the red for being really bad um by win rate of course yeah. um but no like but votan is second in the list um and yeah. i think i'd probably say rightly so i think a lot of that's probably down to maybe them being a niche army obviously being very good as well yeah um like you have yourself and you know tom and james who've been doing very well with them at events mm putting up really good results um but and i do think obviously like we did discuss in our little facebook chat um you know they do play well into a lot of the big bads as well they do which they is do. Other, other than really eldar yeah yeah that's it you know, i did it. play vatan i played against vatan at the team event i went to that you mm. were on yeah with eldar and yeah it was like but that's no surprise is it really with eldar like, they run rings around them as we'll talk about because i played them yeah. uh, at yeah. the weekend and it's it's one of those ones where yeah they have a pretty good game into most of the field i think they obviously are stronger just demonstrably stronger than a lot of the field as well um and you yeah. can see that in the win rate 55 is obviously it's not broken but it is strong i think um, one thing i took you know you take from it is that they want this 45 to 55 percent kind of goldilocks zone Mm -hmm. We're right at the top of that. Yeah. So we're almost, it's almost too much, but we are within that zone. Yeah. Yeah. So whether anything significant happens, not sure. Um, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, I think if we think about why it is, I think you've got an army that currently has a lot of stuff shoots real hard can fight actually very well i think it's one of the good combat armies in the game it has some really nice high quality melee it has great strats it's got a lot of the right tools you need to play and score intent you know it's not it's not massively complex it's not massively janky but it's got all of the right tricks in the right places to give you things if you do want to play play the game as it's currently set up well, i think uh, yeah, that's a really good point because i think yeah you, you can actually build botan to do fixed quite well Exactly. And yeah. they do tactical work quite well anyway. So yeah. 
exactly. I think I think they're very well set up to do both of those things. And then I just think in terms of actual weapons profiles, they're just one of those armies that actually in the guns has an answer to most kinds of things. And I think that's the that's the big thing. There are a couple of things they do struggle with, but they have a lot of good tools for dealing with, with enemy units and enemy armies. Um, and I think as well, the ability to just put plus one to hit and wound on you know all the good toys like that your opponent that. has is extremely good and just means certain armies just walk into them and just get absolutely annihilated. Yeah. Um, so I think that's interesting, isn't it? And I think so. I guess I'm curious what you guys think in terms of if we're going to, if we're assuming that the data slate that will come, if we assume that that's going to rein in a few of the armies that have sort of been identified as being a problem, I think Eldar would be one. Mm-hmm. I think for all the stats, I think we know Chaos Space Marines need yeah. something as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and that's where, again, maybe the MetaWatch article stats don't help us as much because actually sometimes these stats hide, you know, lists within factions. Well, I, I think this is the thing, like, I would say bar the kind of main Eldar list we're seeing at the moment, CSM have about three or four very, very strong lists. Yeah. And if you don't hit them in the right way, CSM will still be very, very strong. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. I think um, the thing with Chaos Marines is that, like, if you actually look at it, like, yeah, win rate, all that type of thing. But, like, if you actually look at, like, podium positions at major events, like, they won the LGT Mm. and they won um, the Warhammer Championships. The Warhammer Championships. And did they win Coventry? Uh, Sisters won Coventry. Sisters won Coventry. So, yeah, so, like, if we look at, like, it from the point of view of you know like what like what we have here mm-hmm. then then yeah chaos de- space means definitely need a change Eldar need a change i think for votan it's it's an odd one because you can't put them back to where they were yeah and you can't for me i would probably say maybe like looking at how many judgment tokens you give out potentially yep would be uh, a, yeah. a fix and then maybe upping the Sagittar points, but I don't Those know. Those are kind of the two that would immediately jump out to me. What do you think, James? So I actually think, generally, I think the points are fine. Okay. Because if you start increasing too many things to like, you basically fall into one list. I think what's really good with the right hand at the moment and what feels really good, you can take every unit and be fine. Yeah. You know, if you nerf the Sagittar, nice you then just drop all your Sagittars and go back to to just running forts mm. and other stuff. I think the judgment tokens need sorting. I mean, we said yeah. this when the data slate came out. I was like, the biggest thing was the four judgment tokens. I'm yeah. still, the biggest thing is the four judgment tokens. Okay. How many would you give them? Yeah, what, what's the right amount? So I, I, think two, but... I, think, I think two sets of two, but I think you should be able to, you should still give out four, but you give out four one tokens. So okay, you, I like uh, that. Interesting. You could, give, oh, okay. you could give two units two, you could yeah. give four units one, or you could give one unit two oh. and two units one. I like yeah. that. I that's really like that. Nice. I think that's nice because that's flexible for the sort of different situations. Like if it's the one big hard target, you can get that. If yeah. it's actually, but it gives you flexibility into like a chaffier army where actually just being able to hit better is probably the best yeah. thing. Um, but and it also, is also halving the overall, you know, boost in power. But it also gives it, it gives a bit of play around the opponent not get not letting you get that CP so soon. Yes. When you put yes. four sets of two on four things, you're yeah. pretty much going to get three CP. Most of the time, you're going to at least get two. Yeah. 
maybe giving the opponent a bit more play with that might yeah. turn them down a bit. Yeah. For sure. I think the thing with changing that and tweaking that that would be a positive as well is that it would make enhancements more relevant again, which again actually serves to slightly nibble the points of the list because if people are like, I actually need to have a praising glare, I need to have an objective each turn where I can have extra judgment, uh, which to be honest, I just don't feel like I need at the moment really when I'm playing the game. Um, I think if things like that are relevant, then again, you are just slightly eating into the spam all the best units possibilities. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think maybe adjusting that um, would be the way to go. But I'm, I'll be curious to see if they are in the mood to immediately roll back rules changes, having yeah. made rules changes. I just, I, I think if you hit them both rules wise and points wise, they're not far. This off is my 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 fear with DW is always that when they do nerf, they go for the sort of double triple nerf, and sometimes it just puts factions back in the ground, yeah. and I, th I think that would be very sad for Votan, given the, both the interest that they've generated now, because people are actually quite keen on them and enjoying them. I think it would be sad remembering where the faction was, where it was functionally unusable yeah. three months ago. Uh, that would be a waste. I am fine with them doing that as well, I'll do. Honestly, just take them out of the game. Like I played them for fifteen games over two weeks, lost three games, one of which to Boris. Two of which yeah, yeah, yeah. they are they are crazy. <laughs> they are crazy good, and I think that is the thing with Votan, where it's like you do have to be alive to. Well, if you if you do take Eldar down seriously, hmm. what bad matchups do remain, and you do yeah. want to make sure they don't. You always have to be watching those that ones just below. It felt like in the last slate they actually did the factions that were hovering underneath better than yeah. right. They dealt with those much more yeah. effectively. Saw off custodies and yeah. thousand suns and GSC very effectively. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was good fun. But my assumption is that Eldar surely go at this point, and it, which is as, as we've just said, Eldar's the worst matchup for Votan really. Yeah. And if they're not there, then you do need to make sure Votan can't just walk through other things. Um, I've not. I just think Marines and other few other things probably do give Votan a good game. And obviously, we've got ne Necrons and Abmec dropping. Mm. Marines are hard, right? Because Votan have got some very, very good guns into Marines. Yes. Yeah. Really, really, especially with the plus one to wound. Yeah. Played the twelve plasma receptor list and killed all of them pretty much the turn they came down. Yeah, yeah. which is a, you know, which just, is good. Yeah, like, it's pretty brutal. And if you don't, if Marines, I, th I think Marines are going to do very well, and we're starting to see people find the right lists, and they're going to be curious to, to see whether those lists do very well into Votan. Yes. Yeah, no, I'll be interested to see as well. I think I think there's definitely some play there, and I think they definitely do have tools that hurt Votan. I haven't had a game into Marines that has felt easy for Votan, but I, as you say, I do feel like I always have the tools to hurt them. Yeah. Once you've got Berserks in, and once you've got good AP uh, shooting in. Um, James Shapiro says, Votan not good into two-up save marines. That is true. That is always... I been do, yeah. Well, you do have Warfight and you do have Berserks. So. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, two-up yeah, save armor of Contempt is definitely an issue. Um, has yeah. definitely been an issue. Yeah, yeah you um, do have things around it. Yeah. Yeah. So marines do have those things. Um, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. Needs to be, needs, again, it's only just really appeared and I don't really feel like marines players have figured out the book, yeah, I feel like it's still got quite a long way to travel. Um, but hey, we're that book is very Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I think people, obviously, Iron Storm's got a lot going on. But there's once you add the layer of, are you going to do Dark Angels or Blood Angels or Space Wolves on top of which detachment you're using? 
there's a lot of different ways you can slice it. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I just hope they get it right. I'm enjoying playing Votan. I'd quite like to keep no, playing them. I don't I, want I don't want them to bunk them on the head so hard that then every game's an uphill struggle. Um, I'm, I'm loving it so much. I might continue playing them when Necron's Codex comes out. Oh wow! Oh, that is wow. a big statement. Oh my! That's a huge decision. Huge decision. And the Cron book's well cool as well. It does look I know, good. I know. I was reading it all yesterday. I was like. It's a very exciting book. Yeah, the Necrons one definitely looks good. Um, I've not heard much positive about Admet yet, but I've not read it. So I, 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 I do like the Admet book, cool. personally, and I, I, I get to use it tomorrow, so I'm quite excited. Oh, wonderful! Very exciting. Yeah. Is that on the channel? Yeah, that is. Uh, give a little plug. Seven PM. Yes, <laughs> Vanguard Tactics. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be I'll be playing Admet, and Steve's back after all of his time off after the World Championships, etc uh and he'll be using necrons so yeah, you've got cool. some cool very, watch that. very very yeah, cool. it'll be yeah, good fun like, it'll be good fun do you know what detachment from necron steve let's look uh up. he i believe is going the canoptic one i yep. could be wrong I that could makes be a lot of wrong. sense i think the canoptic one is very good it's that or the hyperphase yeah. Yeah. Cult. Um, yeah. I'm going the really fun. Yeah. I'm going the uh, Explorer to Manipal. Okay. So the, um, nice. the like special pick a super objective and yeah. you know, do fun stuff. So yeah. It'd be super cool. So yeah. It, I definitely recommend it. And then awesome. James, when you then realise you still love Vatan, it was all good. That is a tough choice. <laughs> That's a no, tough choice. I've got like like the monoliths, the the all the warriors, all the immortals. Like I've got them all. So yeah, it's that's like, no, You've got make... you've got the good stuff. Yeah. It's the wraith as well. But yeah, uh, I've got, yeah, I've got all of them in the cabinet. Yeah, so I've got all the models. And this is this is where it's like, whereas I didn't have all the lich guard and all the like ghost arcs for mm. the kind of index list, which was like a, another excuse to not just not play necrons again. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that happens, isn't it? When you collect an army, and sometimes the new rule set comes, you're just like, I just actually, I would actually just have to basically buy another army to have this. So actually, I'm just going to let this this particular version can pass me by. I'll allow uh, it. Not going to happen with Votan because you just, if you have all those Votan, then you have the army at the moment. It's going to be a while till they can kind of, well, it'll be the next wave, won't it? But yeah, I, I think I, I definitely fall down on Votan needing some adjustment. I don't want it to be crazy. I want to be a little bit careful with it. Um, there's nothing I think needs drops. I think everything's now at a point where, you know, I can see the value in it at the price it currently exists. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. But I and think really, again, if you added a hundred points to the army, I wouldn't feel terrible about it. Not at all. No. If you if you go one fifty, two hundred, two fifty, I then think you're in a bad place. No, exactly. Because yeah. as as we're about to discuss, I did very well at a GT pissing around with a magic wizard that was basically like extra points. Right? You're like, this is a fun thing to have. And yeah. if you like take a hundred points out, I'm like, okay. This guy's silly. I don't. I don't really need him. It's just fun to have. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing. Is like the stuff you drop is like, like is just the like crappy stuff. Normally, it's like, oh, I yeah. just put that in because I had so many points, or you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. So no, I do always feel like I do have a bit of flex in the Votan list, and maybe a little bit too much flex. So I think mm. that's that's totally valid. I'd say if if you were looking to rise units up, I think Sagittars I would look yeah. at. I think Hearthgod I would consider. 
back to their original points and then maybe Thunderkin yeah. like up five or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah, I think Thunderkin up five, maybe even bikes up five and then Yeah, bikes up would be reasonable. Yeah. They're very and reasonable. then Hearthguard. Hearthguard can go back to normal because they were already a bargain. Yeah, they were already cost. so good. <laughs> so yeah. And I'm gonna right. I'm gonna resist the urge to say Berserk should get cheaper because I think Berserks are probably coming in all right at 100 points as much as I'd like to. No, right, I'd love it if they did something stupid gonna, and took it down. We're going to find out, aren't we? Yeah, we are going to find out. We're going to talk about yeah. Berserks. Let's do it. So let's move to, we'll move to Hearts GT. We'll talk a little bit about um, my games there and what we learn about kind of voting on the matchup there. So I went to James's Winter GT. Toys of Mass Destruction ran it. It's uh, in Harpenden. It was amazing. Really, really good time. Um, and this was five games um, using sort of terrain that was quite interesting. It was like UKTC, but with some crates sort of added in that give it a kind of blocking dimension in bits of the midboard. So it's not actually as easy to just fly around if you're infantry and get everywhere, which I thought added a lot. I thought it was a really nice, interesting terrain set that, that made all the games really interesting. I had to kind of adapt on the fly a little bit. And I had uh, a, a nice surprise when I arrived because I was initially paired into Chaos Knights. I saw Chaos Knights and I was like, okay, Chaos Knights is kind of fine, like judgment, kill the wolf, that sort of thing. And then I got there about five minutes before round start and there'd been some repairing done because there'd been drops and stuff. And I was matched into Clement of Dice Down on his Eldari instead. Oh my. Which yeah. is quite, <laughs> quite the round one. And I was looking at the event going in and I'd identified kind of like three players. I was like, well, if you're going to place well, you need to be able to beat the three and Clement was definitely one uh, I think James Grover with his Necrons was one and then Liam Calibut was there on his custodies and I was looking at those three and going, I mean you're going to play some combination of those at um, some point in order to do well at this <laughs> you love Liam as well Yeah, I was, uh, this is the first time I got to chat to him at an event I really liked him, he was lovely yeah. He was having fun. He did come. He did come third. Yeah, we were. We were really. It was really just battle points between us for the for the for the top placing. He's he's Um, my boy. So good to see that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he's great. And obviously, it was nice to see him trying something different as well with custodians. Mm. So that was cool. Um, And so Clement on the Eldari. This was uh, long wazy deployment. It was. just take and hold so just hold one hold two hold three uh, lots of objects in the middle and clement went first and did incarn things i almost got away with it because he tra- he used warp spiders and two night spinners he needed to pop a sagittar in order to eat the incarn and it came down to like the last save on it and it just died <laughs> oh and i was like oh if i can just be alive on that flag there's no incarn there. I can get going, get moving, um, and then I can deal with it next time. Unfortunately, it did manage to get in and start making a mess. And it was a good game. I killed the incarn pretty happily, and then we just scrapped over the flanks. Um, but I think Clement had his Wraith Guard, and it was just... I, I think Votan really struggled to deal with Wraith, Wraith Guard in any meaningful way. They just can... They can walk into an area, split fire, and kill like three units very, very happily with the guns that they have. So I thought we did quite well avoiding them for half the game, and then when they actually did get their teeth in, they just murdered stuff. So there were yeah a few things back and forth with the scoring, but Clement won that fairly happily. He's like thirty points in it in the end, so he did sort of walked away by the end of the game because um, he just murdered me so much that I couldn't like go and get some points with the end game swing, which was a bit sad. But he's really nice. I've never played him before. He's been at events a lot. I've oh, seen him around a lot. He's a really good player. Yeah, he's very good. yeah. I played him. I played him at, um, last year's ITT. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was uh, probably one of my funnest games. I, he absolutely pushed my poo in, but uh, <laughs> he, he was he was lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, very technically good. He had two troops of two boats of Harlequins in this list, and he uses all that sort of stuff really, really well. Um, mm. So I I definitely learned a lot. It was very nice to play him. Um, so that was good, but that kind of puts you in that position where you're like, oh, I've lost round one, so now I just have to basically pull my sort of straps up and just just absolutely chew through the rest of the games or it's going to end up being sort of three two or even worse um <laughs> and <laughs> second round what did i get oh i got um iron storm blood angels oh exciting oh so, here we go so this is it death company the big brick lamartis mm. uh i think i can't remember if it's double or triple whirlwind there were definitely whirlwinds there were bile predators which is quite Ooh. interesting for some overwatch action there were, I think, a couple of standard predators, the destructors, um, and then it was so it was real tank car park vibes. Didn't want dreadnoughts, um, and he didn't have as many infantry. He had some scouts and some interceptors and those kinds of things. Um, but the main thing I remember about this game was just that I was so hangry I couldn't function because me and Davey, who was also there, shout out to Davey, love you, had tried to go and get lunch and we'd ordered a pub and they took the entire hour and then we were like, we've got to go, we've got to go and play Nerdy Toys. So we just didn't have any lunch. And I was trying to play Warhammer on no food because I didn't have breakfast. And my brain was just going, oh, you hate everyone now. And I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a really good context. Um <laughs> And we were on Purge the Foe for this one, which helped me a lot, I think, because it was endgame. You know, it's endgame scoring is good. If you're going second, you know how what you need to get the kill more, that sort of thing. Um, and the big moments in this were basically just that the, the guy I was playing couldn't really figure out where to stage his death company. And that's I'd like to thank the crates for this because the crates made life complicated. It's like it's not just <laughs> a you can just run around the board going wherever you like. There's bits of it that they're just not going to actually get around and be able to activate. Yeah. So he kind of struggled a bit with that, and he sent them one way, and then he deployed them on one side. Then he brought them back towards the middle, thinking, oh, I stayed centrally. And I just parked my land fort with five Hearthguard and the Iron here behind my equivalent one in the center. And he'd been very, he'd been being really precise. He was very worried about the Berserks, keeping an eye on the Berserks. But there's just my little Hearthguard brick in there, and he's didn't seem to respect it so they just ran into the death company and i was sort of like i'm pretty sure they don't kill all of this because of all of the buffs defensively but i was like if i can kill enough of them that then i can clean them up next time i'm happy enough with that to be honest because that's all of the kind of melee output in them so i think i killed six or seven death company and then i think the remainder killed everyone in that squad that wasn't the champ (laughs) because they're so because they're so angry amazing um and then just about managed to clean up the rest of the squad in the next turn and then basically my tanks were just out shooting the various predators and things around the edges of the board and i just about got away with it oh we also had the gladiator reaper that's very good in iron storm that's quite scary and and he had some other tank oh a vindicator it was a weird list lots of tanks um but yeah good game just about one i think it was like 193 because purge is a very weird scoring mission um and then we had drakari James Blake on Drakari, lovely boy. Played it very well. Everything died. I mean, James, you saw some of this game. This it was, was... <laughs> it was obviously, you know, TOing, walking around, just making sure things go. I came over in turn two, and I would say 70% of both of their lists were dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh my geez. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so is this like turn two? No, 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 this is the end of turn two. Yeah. Just speed running it. I don't think either <laughs> of us could, Yeah, you asked this. I don't think either of us could believe it either. It was scorched earth it was six objectives and i went first 
And Drakari just have so many units. They've got loads of stuff. They've got loads of Dark Lances. They've actually got Haywire Talos, which are quite good for killing Votan, right? They'll pop mm. forts. They'll pop Sagittars. So I was like, I think I basically had to just run at him and push him into his deployment zone and just get completely murdered but fight the whole game there because then I can score cards because I'll be in the right bits of the board and it'll be harder for him to do so. And also these Drakari are fragile. So if you actually push into them, they don't like that very much. Um and so did that, and I killed some Talos and managed to pick up most of his Mandrakes in the midboard with bikers. That was one thing I was testing for this event, actually. So I was testing Space Gandalf, so that's a Grimnir, mm. with Wayfarer's Grace. So he walks on, he shoots mm. a bit. If you kill him, he's going to get back up, or maybe. I don't know. He's not World of One for me yet. I'm very pleased with him so far. Um, and I was also testing a six-man of the Pioneers. And the idea being that in certain matchups where it's like, I need to go first and make pressure, you just shove six pioneers at them really quickly because those are really fast and they can get up the board. And in this matchup, it was great because they flew up one side and just killed all his mandrakes. So that's just like all his screening and scoring um, and chaff at the front gone. And then they get killed, but that's okay. That's kind of how that works. But he, he just annihilated me in return in his turn one. Like He blew up the land fort. He killed, I think, two Sagittars. All the bikes went. I was like, okay, this is going to be really violent and horrible. And it was. Um, but we, there, was this, there was the Scourges with the plunging fire. That was the crucial thing. Yeah. So Scourge, Dark Lance, top of a building. Suddenly it's AP4. I've played Drakari before. And it's been like AP3, I don't mind with a land fork because you have cover, you've got void armor, then you're saving them on three ups, you're okay. He got his scourge shooting down, and then I failed three four ups, and I was like, no I don't want to do that on Dark Lances because <laughs> it's like 15 damage or something I took, and you're like, oh my word. Um, I, I was quite impressed with James. I thought James was a very tidy he, player. Very, honestly, he plays them really, really well. I think he yeah. came 27th at the LGT. Really? That's on, really on Curry, that's oh impressive my. as hell. Yeah, no, I was very impressed with him. I thought he was lovely to play, but like very sharp. And like again, we were both playing it so aggressively yeah. and just killing each yeah. other so hard. So it was really and fun. The, and the poor guy, this, so he's just gone into round three with Votan. His round two was Clement on his other area. <laughs> oh my. He had a miserable run. A miserable yeah, run. he did. He didn't have the luck he's, of it. To be fair, like, I will say this about Drakari. Like, I know, obviously, everybody goes on about, like, win rates of them or all that. But, like, whenever I see something on Facebook or Instagram or something, it's normally, like, Scari or George or, like, somebody's oh, won yeah. an event with Drakari yeah. and they played him. I firmly believe that all the people who can play Drakari are yeah. very capable of doing very well with it in its current form, which is why I'm really excited to see what they do to it oh, yeah. <laughs> in January. If we get they get a Votan <laughs> treatment. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, so because I love mine, I say I've not, I've not, I've not really used them this edition. I've played them casually in in little events and stuff, but I've and I've never been like this is bad. I've been like it's not especially interesting. It's but it is it is very good at certain things, and also again the the way the meta's changing, I think actually quite suits Drakari. It's tons of Marines right now. It's Death Guard, World Eaters, CSM. They have brilliant guns for killing Marines. I think what they need is buffs to their melee so that their melee can realistically actually hurt something that's armoured, because at the moment it can't. I think if they can do that, then not only do the lists get more interesting, I'd like but to their see, ability like, to hang with the other armies gets much higher. Yeah, I'd like to see, like, I don't know, maybe like a change to pain tokens, because I remember I was quite excited about Jakari when um, the indexes came out and then like actually sort of got a game in with the studio army and just was not, like I was not no. impressed. No, um, I liked it on paper too, but I I found yeah. I found a lot of aspects of it quite limited. Yeah. And I think I think it's 
I think pain tokens was a sort of mechanic in the economy works great. I think they need to find a way to make it interact with the combat a bit better. Yeah, maybe yeah. like a bit more reactive rather than plan it all out. You know, like because you have to yeah. use them at the start of phase. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. if it was just like this unit fights. Okay, I will activate this and you know Completely. do all that. So one thing we definitely discussed at Goonhammer was like maybe you could give them. If you spend two in the fight phase, you can reroll your wounds as well. That might be yeah. something that helps a little melee unit actually trade up into things. Um, some people were talking about extra AP. I'm wary of that because I kind yeah, of... If it's a slippy slope. You just have to not get to the point where they can just all their units can kill God again because that was the problem last time and you need to not have that. But I think maybe spend two and get reroll hits and wounds just means those like premier combat units like your Drazar or your Lilith, when they do go in, you can expect them to actually hurt something. I think that would be yeah. uh, quite useful. But we'll see. I like we'll see what they do. I, I don't like really them. want points drops on Jakara. They already get so much stuff. So much stuff. And this was the issue. We, we were talking about it afterwards. I think if James goes first, that he does the exact same thing. Like He flies in, he tags everything. I spend the whole game fighting in my deployment zone. I think he probably wins that game, to be honest. I don't think it's a bad matchup for Drakari at all. I think especially if you have Talos, I'd probably be running four or six Talos, I think, at the moment. Because six Talos shooting Haywire at Votan, I think you could kill every Sagittar on the board in like a Sagittar heavy army yeah. in, in, a, in a turn of shooting with, with that. Because da mm -hmm. flat damage three mortals against vehicles. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, so that's something I do want to get the murder crabs back out at some point. But yeah, that was a great game. And that was day one. And then I went straight to sleep because I'm knackered because term has been busy as hell. So I didn't do anything in the Saturday evening. Got there the next morning and I'd been paired into my boss. It was James Grover of Warhammer. Of Goonhammer, not Warhammer, although he is of Warhammer too. It's, of, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's wing. the man. Yeah. And he had a hero Necron list. He had a monolith. He had oh. Lichguard. He had warriors. He had... Uh, Flayed ones, a couple of little packs of flayed ones. He had some Ophidians. He had Imotech the Stormlord running around. With the, um, new. With the new model, which was beautiful. And I was going to say, like, 10 a.m., James is like, oh, let's just swap these yeah, two. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> he, he literally had his old one yeah. there with him, and then when he was allowed, he, he swapped <laughs> him over. Joe jo um, walked over and was like, oh, you know, how are you going? You know, so then we got any of the new models. And then he was like, what time is it? It was like five past ten. He was like, give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, nah, he's yeah. fun. I remember Steve wanted to do that, something similar at um, LGT with um, Assault Intercessors with Jump Packs. So he wanted to take like Assault Marines with him and then the moment 10 o'clock kits, he wanted to swap them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> It's yeah, like cracking open a pint on a holiday. But here's your new models <laughs> instead. It's time. Um, well, it's ten o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James is abided by all the laws. Games Watch yeah. he always does. Don't you worry? He's very well behaved. No, he's a, he is very good. Very we good. had a very good game actually, and there was a few very silly moments in this. So again, I went first, and it was on vital ground. <laughs> which really means it's just a big primary slog and it's going to be like the Necrons are going to try and shove their bricks on points. I'm going to try and kill them. Votan are quite good at killing Necrons in the main. Um, but the Monolith made it a bit interesting because the Monolith shoots really well and it's it's going to take all of the big guns to get through it. Um, but I had a turn where, I sh again, I shoved the six-pack of bikers onto the objective he'd like to put his 20 warriors on just to make that inconvenient rather than he had the veil so he could have just teleported them all on and strung them out and other things. Um, so that meant he never got to use the veil, really. The warriors just had to get involved and sort of push up the board in normal ways because I was screening all the rest. 
And then I had a turn. He killed a Sagittar with the Monolith. He was pushing the Lich Guard up one side. And there's two big moments in the game. There's one, I line up, I send some Berserks and I line up a load of guns to go and kill the Monolith. The Monolith decides it's not making any saves. A conversion beam, a land fort, does 12 damage to it with its big gun on its God, own. <laughs> I think the total damage from the land fort alone was about 16 or 18 wounds. Oh, it just doesn't make saves. That shouldn't happen. The ignore cover absolutely did it over. I love it. Was it. Absolutely horrific. Like bolt cannon and conversion beam were just absolutely going off. So it basically, long long story short, it dies in the shooting phase, which means I've got all these berserks that have got out just sat in the middle. <laughs> sort of like, oh, we were going to hit that with hammers. Now, now what we're going to do? Um, so they end up mostly dying for not very much and getting hurt. So that's not great for me because I've lost some of my push. But there's another big moment: the Lich Guard are coming up one side. And the issue is I've got is I want to get my Hearthguard into his warriors and take the right side because Hearthguard are good at doing that. But I, it's because he's played it quite well and sort of choked me on that left-hand side, it looks like I don't really know if I'm going to be able to actually stop the Lich Guard getting up that side because there's no Berserks to kind of hold them up. But there's a moment where his Lich Guard go into my little baby Hearthguard brick that I've got. And he we realise as he's gone, he's run out of CP, so he doesn't have res a character. So I oh, epic no. challenge with Warrior Pride and the Hammer Champ just absolutely destroys the little guy that's got the five up feel no pain. And then suddenly all the bolt <laughs> cannons that are shooting the Lich Guard in the next couple of turns are just so much better. Like they wouldn't be doing anything if the buffs are still on there, but because it's just fail to save, you're dead. It, it suddenly they just fall over to sort of mm. Sagittar shooting and, and Landfort shooting. So that's a big moment in the game. Um, and then gradually we kind of push through. And obviously because it's vital ground, because I managed to get to the middle. There's a very funny moment towards the end where he basically is like, I think to actually claw back points, I need to just send my command barge and Illuminor Saras to just go and take your backfield objective. <laughs> and they start running. I shoot the whole army at them. I don't do anything. Like Saras is so tough. He's unbelievably durable. Um, and it's it's tight, but I just about managed to stop them before they get to the end. So that makes it a decent win. And then nice. final final game is very straightforward. I play lovely, lovely Matt Wright. He's a local guy to us. Really nice man. He plays guard. And um, he had a really good guard list with lots of chimeras and troops and mission play and some artillery. But then he's got a doom hammer. Big old Bane Blade. Um, big old Bane Blade with a bunch of autocannon dudes in it. It's super cool. He's won three games with it already. He's a good player, Matt, as well. Hmm. Um, and he told me at the start of the game, it's not died all event. And I'm like, oh. That's the worst thing you could say about a model ever. (laughs) Because then you're like, I want to do it. I know, that's it. So that that tends like, here's two tokens for you. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing with it, right? And I was also like, how have you found Botan into guard? Because I've played it a few times and I feel like they both hurt each other pretty well. Um, And he was like, oh, to be honest, I just kind of outrange you and you don't worry me that much. Okay, okay. Okay. Another thing you don't want to (laughs) say. Okay. (laughs) He puts the Bane Blade up one side very aggressively, at which point it's like, okay, well, I I mean, you've you've invited me to nibble, so I'm going to (laughs) nibble. And I draw Assassinate turn one, and there's a Tech Priest behind it, and I just point at it and go, I'm going to blow that up. And it's going to kill him. <laughs> and I send some guys in. I But actually, I have a really rough turn on certain things. Like I do grenade. I do one mortal wound. There's a couple of other things that really bounce. And it's looking quite peaky as to whether I'll manage to kill it. But I just about kill it. It's very, no. very close. Just about take the Bane Blade down turn one. And it does explode. And it does kill the Tech Priest. And it's wonderful. Good time. <laughs> all, all, it's so funny. Yeah. So it's a turn one assassinate. 
It didn't learn yeah. the wounds to everything else. As well. It blew up like half my hearth guard. It blew up a bunch of other tanks. It was just it put an absolute hole. Um, and all credit to Matt, he then played. He, I think he scored like seventy something points from that start point. So he played extremely well for the rest of the game. And I think we were just talking about it, it was like, yeah, just don't don't invite me to try and kill the bane blade. There was no need. Like hold it back, shoot me to shit, and then come out later. But just don't tell me he hasn't died. And the, yeah, that too. Because yeah. I can't, tell me it, hasn't died, I can't cause, resist. Because all I then sit there and think to myself is like, because we had that on the weekend with Mike Casello. He said to, we played each other round two. And he was like, oh, well, you know, no one's killed the land raid and the two repulsors. So, you know, like I doubt you will. First thing I do, I'm like, right, they're dying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> turn, turn four rolls around. Oh, Michael, it seems you don't have your big tanks on the table anymore. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It definitely <laughs> does change things. But I, th- I think because I'm one of those players, I'm quite averse to trying to kill the big durable thing. That's something yeah. I've always historically like my brain just goes kill everything else play around it yeah, yeah but what i'm enjoying with votan is it's like their whole rule set is designed to be like no don't do that kill the big thing kill the big stupid you thing you can instead. kill the big thing yeah exactly you can you've got a good tool so it's kind of retraining me to be like remove the big threats and then play that way which is an interesting sort of reverse to how i normally like yeah. to do things and I think that meant then, so it was Clement won the event, smashed everybody, and he did me a favour by smashing the other Eldar player in the final yeah. round. I was looking at the points, I was like, oh, what I need is Clement to just eviscerate this other Eldar player, and then maybe we'll sneak, <laughs> we'll sneak in. And he, he obliged. <laughs> he went second in that as well. Second in the Eldar mirror, oh. still absolutely smashed it. Um, Big deal. And then I got second with the Votan, and then Liam on his custodies got third. Nice. So it was a good showing, and it was fun, and I think it it kind of maps to what we've already been saying, right? The, the judgment is so powerful into big things, yeah. like a monolith or a bane blade. We've got a bunch of good matchups. I think Necrons is a good matchup. I don't think Guard's a bad matchup. I think we know we've got great things for opening tanks and killing lots of little bodies. Um, things like Drakari, you just hoover through. Although, actually, I did think the Drakari matchup was closer. And I played um, Paulie Wallace of Real Special Raiders, and that was a close game too. So I do that one feels like one where actually they've got a lot of tools for it. Well, I mean, just the, the fact you had like, Eight models left on the board. Yeah. You know, that's enough. Yeah, 100%. And of the stuff I was testing, the six of bikes, I quite liked. I thought that was quite fun. It was quite fun shoving that in the games where you're like, it's those games where you go first and you can't play so passively and you're like, how do I make stuff happen? James and I were talking about it because they do die, right? They absolutely do die. Yeah. But the thing about them is they do require a certain kind of effort and volume to get rid of. And if you are jamming and getting forwards... You, your opponent can't like trivially kill those. Sometimes they can. Depends a bit on the list, but you can't like trivially remove them. Um, so they are going to have to commit stuff to it, which frees up some of your other stuff to get involved. But yeah. What, what I also quite like as well is if they do have something that can kill it turn one, just pull it off turn one, bring it in turn two. Exactly that. Yeah. Somewhere else, and then yeah. the pressure of six bikes is a lot. It's a lot, yeah. and it's yeah. it's a slightly more. I think it it works into a slightly wider range of things than Thunder can do, which is interesting. Well, we yeah. had a chat about Thunder King and about mm. how both of us have really kind of dropped the Thunder King from our lists. I, yeah. I was going to say this because I also am not like liking the Thunderkin anymore. Yeah, I, think, no, um, I haven't run them for a couple yeah. of months. Now, really. I like Berserkers over Thunderkin. I love Berserkers. what I'm yeah. saying. It's the Berserker yeah. life. Yeah. James, James, you, you were right. You, you've changed my mind and opinion. You did it. You did it. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. <laughs> but you did it. So, yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I think um, especially with, like, how things like the WCW have, like, basically confirmed about the whole 
yeah. grim demeanor thing That's you it. can't do it on the gun and like that was like sort of and also the meta as it stands at the moment it's i just different. don't think there's a place for thunderkin yeah. sadly I mean, it's just it's rough into a lot of matchups trying to get that 18 inch range yeah, and yeah. trying trying to bring them to bear before it's already all kicking off. I feel like a lot of matchups are kicking off first round now. Stuff's coming yeah. right at you. If you're like, oh well, by the end of my turn two, the Thunderkin might be somewhere. Yeah. You're like, that's well, maybe not... maybe turn three, and then it... oh no, yeah. it's, too it's too late. Yeah, you can't can't get the space. And that's with the Berserks. The lovely thing, Berserks in a Sagittar, they just boop up the board. They've got that lovely. You can have one squad of five covering every medal objective, and you're just saying, go on, put something valuable on that. And yeah. some angry little men will come and hit it, and that's that's how that's going to go. And they give you that back and forth trading that you don't want to use Hearthguard for most of the time. You it feels so it. horrible when you're using Hearthguard for that. Yeah, if you're trading yeah. Hearthguard into like a 200, 300 point unit, you're like, this still doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, no. And Berserks with Warrior Pride just decimate. Big it's, it's horrific, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm sad they never got to go into the monolith. <laughs> Me and James were both like, he was like, I know what you were going to do. I can see you were going to do it. But they never even they never even got to get involved, the poor thing. That is actually quite sad. Really. It's, it's really sad. They, that was their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that was I was impressed with. And Space Gandalf, the Grimnir, he's very fun. I, I still play tactical with Votan. He's very fun for scoring cards because you just wait and then he turns up in a corner somewhere and starts like signals or homers or getting the movement the positioning ones and a lot of armies just really resent having to deal with him twice uh, it's really yeah. obnoxious he's very annoying if you put him in the right place and it just means people don't want to shoot him which means you just keep shooting for most of the game i think he was one of the survivors in the drakari game he was, he was, like, he was like the last lad yeah. <laughs> other than the five half pin sat behind the yeah so i did i did have my back <laughs> I, I think that was it pretty much yeah <laughs> the half kid i think um did James still have his Archon? No, the Archon. The, you were there. The, the Archon yeah. rolled a one on his first invun, as he oh, always does. Is. <laughs> it is. It is. He passed at like eight out of ten saves. On yeah, the he almost made it anyway, and then got. Oh, right. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, how the game goes if the Archon hangs on. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it's a good event. I think it's still an index where you can experiment with lots of different things. I mean, that said, what we're now going to do is give you the listener some advice if you're starting votan right now what do you need as people go into christmas votan obviously got some boxes out there people are obviously interested in the army where do you think people should start boys what would you suggest i think it's probably quite cliche but that combat patrol especially like we've just highlighted what mm. there's you get 10 warriors in there the yep. bikes the berserkers yep. and yep. Carl. that's exactly right yep yeah, so that's pretty good. And it then probably good. from there, I'd probably say like a few boxes of maybe like another yeah, box of warriors, another maybe like two box of hearth guard. Just so then you have that brick, and then you yeah. pr- you're pretty much nearly the way there. I mean, like, it's just really about adding what you've already got from that box, right? Yeah, yeah it's completely. really interesting because because um, our friend Joe's just just started about town, and he bought two combat patrols and two Christmas boxes. That's a yeah. that was also a way to do it. That's pretty good as well. That is it, right? That's all you need. That? That's like two land forts, four sadges. Two two land forts, two sadges, bunch of twenty hearth guards. Yeah, yeah, twenty hearth guard. Um, two champions, and then yeah. two Grimnir. Obviously, you're not going to run two Grimnirs. Maybe one. No. Well. <laughs> We can have Gandalf and Saruman. Yeah, something I, actually, something I want to do with my Grimnir is 
He's he's currently he's got red robes, right? But I want to paint a white robed Grimnir, and when he dies, I want to bring the white robed one on and be like, oh, oh he's back again. Yes, he's back. <laughs> <The> bloody Balrog. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean yeah, that, that I like combination that. of the Christmas box with the combat patrol is mm. so good. I think so you that... can get. I mean, I know there's a few still flying around at the moment. You can get a hand on that Christmas box. Mm. One, it, it's amazing value. But yeah. two, it's got it's got everything you want that's good in Votan in yeah. one box. Yeah, yeah. Because the the killer things are Hearthguard are amazing. So get some Hearthguard. You yeah. want some bikes and berserks for just utility, yeah. and then you, the army needs transports, right? So it's force sanitars. You need you need those, and I think what, some combination of those with the characters. And Thunderkin, as we've talked about, we've gone off Thunderkin in very specific situations, like uh, in sort of competitive play. But Thunderkin in general is still a great unit that you can oh, use yeah. in all sorts of games. It's just, it's just sort of yeah, but, if you're optimizing, yeah. you might not make them. Like hobby wise as well, you know, they're a bit of a, you know, they're, they're different sort of, you know, like having the Votan range. There's not a lot of it, but what you do have is very different sort yes. of modeling <laughs> opportunities. What Completely. I would like to try with Thunderkin is running a couple of small units with bolt cannons. Okay, yeah, do and it. Start, and starting them on the board yeah. with the 36 inch range. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite a good shout. Um, just, Moment. yeah, like you said, because you can, you know, like you can just wait for something to come in and bang in. It the gives five you a watch well. threat for a channel, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that AP1 is a bit more relevant in your opponent's turn when they can't, like, AOC and things yeah, like that. You exactly know? that. Yeah. Mm. So that, well, maybe they go on top of that big building, James, get some plunging fire going on. <laughs> we need to try six Thunderkiller bolt cannons on top of that building. I, I want to see it. I want to see oh, it. Because <laughs> it's like Scourge, except yeah. they hop off and they're like, and that's us. That's what that's us done now. <laughs> For Thunderkin, they're spending like the whole game trying to get up that building. But like, yeah, it's just, yeah. you just start them on top. Yeah, you just start them on like, the rung just below. They hop up. I actually, maybe that's worth trying. I think that might be worth trying. They are still incredibly cheap for what they do. Thunder. Well, I mean, yeah, I, five points a model, right? I mean, it's you know T six three up save, two up, you know two up with cover. Obviously not proper two up, yeah. but completely. Yeah, like we are like you know poo pooing on them, but they definitely are not bad. It's just I think for us as players, we've we've sort of we've found something a bit you know, a bit better for us, I think. Yeah, I think as well that the meta shifted a little bit where being able to bring in a unit with an 18-inch range of something, a vehicle generally you want to shoot, is a lot yeah. more difficult turns, you know, two and probably turn three. Yes. Exactly. They're not, they're quite a big, chunky thing to bring in. They're quite easy to screen out. Yes, yeah, completely. You know, like, like it's a very linear play. Like, the you know, Thunder can come in, they shoot, they kill it. And then they leave, you leave the Thunderkin alone. Yeah, it's quite easy to play around. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's it, and that's where some of the other units, like the bikes, if you do leave the bikes alone, they will pick themselves up and go and come and find you somewhere else, which is something Thunderkin cannot do. So no. what we need in the data slate is Thunderkin to get the ability to go back into reserve. <laughs> that's that's what we need. Maybe actually army wide. Army was site to site transport teleportation whatever it used to be called just like the Necron one everything oh, yeah, everything can go off a board edge and come on somewhere else like the Necron one that's yeah what yeah <laughs> that seems reasonable I think that's very reasonable yeah 
Um, James, do you want to talk a little bit about your game? Obviously, you, you were testing. You've not been able to play a, a much, but you've got a very high quality game in against yeah, so, Melo and his Chaos Space Marines. So I had those two games against Marines. Um, mm-hmm. Did win those those two. Um, plasma receptors are as terrifying as they look. They are um, terrific. But Dom practicing for Leicester. Obviously, he's he was like, man, he's taking this list. He's done really well with it. I can see why he does really well. Um, Dom's list is a lot more kind of shooty, the shooty CSM, the Blitzers, yeah. Forge Fiends, all the usual stuff. He runs some really cool little elements, like um, like I think he runs three units of warp talons. Yes, and are horrific to deal with because mm-hmm. one unit pops out, does its thing, can't fall back, you kill it. Next unit pops out, and it just it's a pain. They're, in they're very good into Votan actually, warp talons. Yeah, yeah. they just get the jump on you and they hurt you a lot. Yeah, and twin links. So yeah. here he's choosing the list he's kind of been practicing with and playing with for a while and then all going with Manny's list which you know we saw Manny does with it it scores incredibly well you go fixed you take clench take deploy teleport homer you throw everything up the board in the middle and you just you score your points in turns one to three yeah so he wanted to stress test it I wanted to, to stress test a slightly different Votan list without Thunderkin and mm-hmm. no, with Thunderkin but testing whether the Thunderkin were like that this was the game I was like if Thunderkin don't do that well, I'm going I'm to take them out. And you're like a cursed brick, so you're like, surely, surely this is not the <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, they're, they're going to start on the board. We're playing Dawn of War, um, Scorched Earth. So I was like, they're going to start right in the middle in that nice little L blocker, and then they're going to pop out, and they're just going to sit there. They'll see everything. And um, the problem is you can play around it, which is mm. what Dot did. So he threw all three big units of cursed, like, L blocker, L blocker, L blocker. And the Thunder came like, well, we can't see anything. Um, so I guess we'll just. <laughs> That's the rain. With good you can just be screened so hard. And then the Forge Fiend came in and picked up half the unit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. Okay, just going from bad to worse here. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I can shoot, I've, you know, I've given the Forge Fiend two judgment tokens, he's 36 inches away. So I can't even shoot it back. Oh, mate. So, uh, they did a little bit more. They killed a few cultists, and they they then kind of took a, a cursed cultist charge. But the, the thing I will say about this this kind of CSM list, it is terrifying to look at turn one. Oh yeah, there are so many bodies. Yeah, that, and you just like every single one is the same. You don't know how you're going to deal with one of them, let alone three of it. Yeah, but Rhino's full of kind of really really fighting squads chosen. doesn't it like legionnaires and, and chosen legionnaires who are really fighting on objectives which is yeah there's three objectives in front <laughs> yeah so you're like how do i deal with this and i can't see you can't see the rhinos because the way uktc terrain works yeah the runners are super super easy to hide so you yeah. can stage those chosen and chaos marines really well um and then you know he's going into turn two he's got seven points on secondaries turn one i think seven points on turn two He's got as much primaries as he, as he can get on Scourged Earth turn, what, turn two. So I'm kind of thinking, I need something big here. Here's come down 10 health guard. Yeah. Picks up half of one accursed unit and a whole, I think, bar one dark cultist guy, you know, okay. the, the characters. Oh, wow. So I killed 23 of one unit and about 15 of the other. I two guys one way. They, I think I did the double sustained strat. Yeah, yep. Like four sixes on the two that have gone one way. And was like, well, that's enough. <laughs> um, 
and then the rest of the like the other five path guard I had picked up the rest of the that the second accursed unit. Oh my word! The then the the big ten or eleven man block of path guard made the charge into the fort field and killed that. Nice. And then I was like, well, I've dealt with this quarter of the board. He's got five legionnaires and five chosen left in a rhino, and I've got five hearth guard, a land fort, three bikes, another three bikes I can bring in. So this half of the board is mine. Yeah. The other half of the board with the Thunderkin, not looking amazing. <laughs> by the time the third unit of occultists come in, I've still got, you know, four or five half guard left. And they do absolutely amazing into those blobs. But yeah, they I said the, the accursed CSM builds, half guard just yeah. chew through them. It's just yeah. I mean and I, I played them the last RTT I went, I played into the CSM accursed heavy build, and five of them picked up a whole twenty four man squad. Wow. It was just the double sustained strat, you pop out a land fort, land fort shoot first, you're hitting on twos, re-roll, hitting on twos, wounding on usually twos. Twos for the Vulcanite, threes for the rest of it with full re-rolls. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not even close. Yeah. Do you and think, then, is there a case to be made, James, that we only need fives of Hearthguard at this point rather than I, ten? Honestly, I've been really struggling with it because the ten-man block is really, really good. It's, it's yeah. You bring it down, it's a, it's a hammer. But yeah. I, I do wonder whether it's too much of like, is it a sledgehammer when we only need a normal hammer? Yeah. I sometimes I like, think this. I do like the five in the land four. Yeah. And well, I I'm think, running. yeah. I'm running two with five in now. Yeah. Oh, sure. okay. Sure. No, I like that as well. I think it's. So you're it's, still running the same amount of hearth guard. It's just purely the how you've configured them is different. So you're well, still running 10, but it's two fives, right? Or... No, so I'm running 20 now. Yeah. Oh, sick, okay. I so I was, I was running 15, so I was running the big block of 10 and then the unit of 5 in Wonderland 4, and then 5 yeah. Berserks and 5 Hearthkin in the other. So yeah. I've kind of dropped dropped them out of the other half, the other land 4, so then it's two units of 5 and then a big unit of 10. Yeah, okay. Makes a lot of sense. Because I've dropped, because I've dropped the Thunderkin, by dropping the Thunderkin and the Iron Master, I've taken out, I've kind of put back 5 Hearthguard and then Space Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, Space Gandalf. Make it a thing. Get out there and use Space Gandalf, people. Hashtag Space Gandalf. Space Gandalf is life. He's super. I'm gonna... It actually started because I tried. I went to like a narrative event that John Scrivens was running, and I just took like a bit of everything and just had a bit of fun with it. And I put him in. And I was like, "Well, he's going to be the warlord. And he's going to have the get back up again, and we'll just see how he gets on." And he was amazing. He was just really fun. And I was like, "I'm just going to keep trying this. It's great." Um, but it was, it was a good game. I think it's you know, yeah. But by kind of that turn three, we kind of knew the Votan had it. Um, yeah, because then he just ran out of kind of those those assets to score his yeah secondaries and continue holding the primary. Yeah, and um, it's interesting that Manny didn't actually come into any Votan. Yes, so maybe yeah. if he did, you know, I know he was very worried about Votan when he submitted for the Invitational. Because actually, I designed my Votan list thinking because I knew I knew kind of where people were thinking at the time. And I was like. Necrons and hordes, and people were very like, this will be the thing. And obviously, I think if Votan have a role in the meta, it's that if your game plan is ask if they can kill a thing, they will kill the thing. That's yeah. kind of that's the thing. Like, you know, if, if you put a horde there, they'll kill it. If you put a great big vehicle there, they will kill it. Yeah. They're very good at that. Um, yeah. What they're less good into is the really speedy, sneaky, dynamic stuff that can hit them before they can hit it and all this yeah. stuff. But as soon as you, or, you know, artillery that's really good, lots of other. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. But I know he was definitely concerned about it. So, yeah, I do think Votan like the horde lists. Which is where I think the meta is going to be interesting if they do nerf Aldari very hard. Yeah. The SM and Votan kind of 
where they are. Mm. I can see them both kind of going above that 55%. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting. Mm. I hope they don't like it. Seven no, I need to do something. I think Chaos Marines is a weird one because I think I I don't know about you guys, but like I do think they just get solved with points. I think I think maybe probably I think maybe because you just if you stop the amount of stuff they can take, so then they can't take three forge fiends. Like you, you go the shooty list, you can't take three forge fiends. You can't take all the obliterators. You can't take all the screen. Well, well, you have to drop one of them. So you yeah. drop yeah. the fiends, and then you're not doing anywhere near as much as you were. Yeah, or, yeah. So it's, just, I, don't I, I don't want the index to lose its flavour because I think marks are amazing. I think they've got this incredible rule set. So yeah. I think they, they should. That's what I mean. Like, like, they've got to be damage kings, right? That's what they're about. So yeah, like I just don't want as many of them. Generally, because there, there's nothing in there. Like you could say, forge fiends and a blitz, maybe just because of the amount of raw damage they can do. Yeah, so I, I, nothing I, I, in there that's too flashy and too like 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 lords yeah, and we talked about it in our team good. and i'd quite like i think the one rules change that might help would be make that mark of nurgle strat infantry only like they did with phantasm yeah, so yeah. you can't have rhinos and forge fiends that are like basically up the board but you can't actually interact with them unless you get really close or make yeah. it 2cp or make it 2cp yeah they blew my mind when he was like oh it's 1cp and i'm like but you <laughs> What? <laughs> Crazily powerful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mind, like when we played in Knights, the, the Death Guard one was three CP. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and CSM used to have something like it, didn't they? And it was two CP back in the day with the old possessed bomb. I remember those yeah. days. Um, back in the day. Back in the day. Only actually a few years ago, but it's, it's it all moves so quickly, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. Right. Especially when they mix up every six months. Those are our main yeah. talking points for today. I'm going to briefly give you a little bit of Votan lore because I know you've all been holding on for that, and then we're going to leave. Save you some here. This was some <laughs> law. Uh, this was some law that I looked up when I was writing the law for my little old warband that were going into battle for this narrative event, and it's the story of the Mad Core. So sit yourselves down, get ready for the story of the Mad Core. So the Mad Core is a Votan. So that's the big computery thing that they all spend their lives serving, that once served the Emberg Anya Block League. That's a league that's now deceased. Mm. And it was destroyed by a tendril of Hive Fleet Leviathan. And it's a very sad story, because basically what's happened is that Hive Fleet ships attack the hold that this Votan, this, this core, ancestor core, is in. And the kindred are like, oh no, they're going to eat the core. We've got to go and defend it. And they all die on the line and get murdered by the Tyranids. And obviously the sad truth is, Tyranids don't give a shit about an ancestor core because it's not, <laughs> it's not biological. So they leave it alone. So they eat the whole, they eat oh. the entire league, eat everybody there, <laughs> and then leave the core behind. But the core is sort of aware of this and is processing their kind of pain and suffering. And that unfortunately means that it, it goes a bit mad. It's a bit loopy now. It doesn't really work properly, but it's still out there somewhere um, waiting to be recovered and restored that's a, a nice little 40k story for you. That's quite sad, though. It is sad, right? And it's the irony, <laughs> of, the irony of the situation that they think they have to save it, but actually it's them that the Tyranids would eat, not, not the They could have just left it, and <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't have cared, they, so left it everyone's fine. And just run away, the Nids would have gone. 
Yeah. And then uh, it's a nice, nice. It shows how dedicated they are, though. Bless yeah, them, exactly. They care about bin lid head people. Yeah, they take they take their ancestors very seriously, don't they? You know, they, 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 don't, they, back, they don't back down from things. Yeah. Although why they're leadership seven? That's one for another day. I don't really understand. <laughs> dwarves, dwarves at leadership seven. Yeah. How they think. all look like bin lids? Yeah, <laughs> and they all look like little bin. They look like the little Among Us people. No, oh, they that's, do actually. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, why. Um, that's when I paid. When I started, that. when I started doing my, maybe you could do it as a kill team, right? Yes. Um, but uh, when I paint, started painting my leaves of Otan, like yellow, my mate just, he used to play 40k, doesn't anymore, keeps up with all the lore and everything, mm. just sent me like, <laughs> just kept sending me the Among Us photo. And I'm like, so I can't unsee this, Jay, why have you done this to me? <laughs> <So good. laughs> oh, Among Us, that takes me back to a, a time in life. <laughs> the lockdown era. Oh, the lockdown era, yeah, absolutely. Might have to get six or to play Among Us, that'd be quite fun. I'm, um, I'm well down if you want yeah guests. i'll come get involved, I'll get involved. <laughs> Fuck yes leads. let's have an among us yeah. get, get, get everyone in the discord playing among us That'd be great. everyone just shouting at chris because he plays elder yeah absolutely. <laughs> oh poor chris he does come in for some heat he does come he in does. some heat right guys um i'm gonna scoop because i've actually got to be reappearing back for the main show at 8 30 uh, where we'll be talking about the shooting phase and how you can get through that without screwing everything up um <laughs> Put judgment tokens on it. That's what I'm going to say. That's well, my. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's going to be my my general yeah. bit of advice. Uh, but Jake, James, thank you very much for being on. Um, obviously, we'll we'll work out whether there's anything exciting for us to talk about before Christmas time. But if not, we'll be back in the new year when I guess it will be all go and all change. Um, so we'll let you guys know. Yeah, yeah. January is the next slate. Isn't it? That's exactly it. That's when it will get spicy again. Uh, we can always do like a year in review. I guess. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be good fun. Um, yeah. Something festive. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we will see you all again next time. Bye bye.